Welcome to the Homeschooling Through High School podcast. We hope you will join us for a time that will inspire, support, challenge, and encourage you, our fellow homeschooling families, through the high school years. Join me, Becky Simpkins, as I get to sit down and chat with special guests that will bring a wide range of wisdom, experience, and stories to help you on your homeschooling journey. For today's episode, I'm joined by Joy Vanderlee in interviewing my guest, Kristen Taylor. Kristen will share her story and practical life applications for helping the kids in our lives find their God-given talents and callings as they pursue their dreams and passions. Join us as we chat while seated in the well-loved squeaky chairs at our local Living Books Library. And again, I ask for your grace when listening as the technology sometimes recorded our voices very softly. I hope you enjoy. Well, today I have a very special guest with me, my dear friend, Kristen Taylor. And Kristen, tell a little bit about yourself and your passion for pursuing your dreams and helping others pursue pursue their passions and dreams. So a little bit about myself. Um, I am in my ninth year of homeschooling two boys. One's in ninth grade and one's in fourth grade. I'm a wife and of 16 years and well, I own one business. Um, I have K Noel Artistry Hair and Makeup Design, so I do hair and makeup for brides in the spring, summer, and fall. And then in the last year, uh, a friend of mine and myself started uh, a center for the arts called Lighthouse Center for the Arts. Um, I have a passion for um, music theater and specifically, but the arts in general, redeeming the arts. Um, that God may be glorified through the arts. So within that, my hands are in many, many different arenas. And some people are like, how do you do it all? I have prayed significantly about each and every aspect that I'm involved in. I'm very specific in what I say yes to. And um, I, the Lord has just opened the doors and strategically has allowed a certain amount of time and in different seasons pursuing or opening up more time frame or closing down different times or it being seasonal that it's very strategic how this is all fitting together and otherwise it wouldn't be happening. <laughs> it's amazing what happens mm-hmm. when you seek the Lord and ask him. Yes. What what do you have for my life in this season? And then follow through with what he says. It's amazing what happens. It is that beautiful weaving, that beautiful tapestry. It's a lot better than my own agenda or our own agenda, for sure. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So I know that you were very much into sports as Mm -hmm. a young kid or in school, high school. Then there was a a shift. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell us about that time in your life. What sure. was the shift? What did you move on to? Sure, yeah. When I was eight years old, 
my mom said, hey, you want to try out for the swim team? And I'm like, okay. I remember I can vividly see myself diving into the water, never being on a swim team or anything, just diving into the water and swimming to the end. And I have really long hair. I didn't have Capron goggles on or anything. And my, my hair was just like right in my face as I was like turning to like breathe. And I was surprised. Um, when I got out of the water, they're like, okay, we need to pull your hair back and we need to get you goggles and you need to try this again because they <laughs> saw something in me the very first time I dove wow. into the water, not having any experience other than, you know, just playing in the water with friends at the lake or pool or whatever. I just had a natural ability and from that point on, um, I just loved it and I just kept growing and growing, um, went to meets. I would win my events that I was in and it just, there wasn't a whole lot of effort having, needing to put a whole lot of effort into it until, you know, as you get older and stronger, like your competition is getting harder and harder. And um, I continued on that path for, you know, a good four years and um, our tiny little swim team called the Goshen Gators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we grew really close and we did have a very special coach that came into our lives that took this very small um, swim club um, that would compete at state meets against these huge school uh, swim schools of like Indianapolis where they have like hundreds of swimmers on their team competing and we we did really well like we ended up like being second or third in the state just our small group of kids he knew how to take just an ordinary swimmer and make them an athlete a competitive athlete and when i had somebody believe in my abilities and who i was and pushed me beyond what i knew i could do the results happened. I I was a state champion swimmer uh, at 12 years old, and oh. it's so funny because just this the six months prior to that, I went to the state meet, and I had the worst worst meet ever. Like just my times were down. I didn't place where I should have been. I just felt so defeated. At that point, I could have quit. I could have said no. Like this isn't worth it. I mean, it is Monday through Saturday, morning and afternoon practices and giving up of your weekends, birthday parties, your childhood, you know, you look forward to, but I was determined and it was something I was devoted to um, in that season. And I chose, I need to get back up and do this again. And if I didn't, I wouldn't have seen the results six months later when I chose when my times were fast enough to go to the state meet and I won state champion, I got second and third in many different events, that hard work paid off and I can still remember those days. So I started with in sports um, and then I had some events in my life that were completely devastating to me that my heart was just broken and I needed to shift gears. And because I had that background, you know, I, I branched out and 
played soccer and got a scholarship um, in college for playing soccer. I played softball, got to the point where we were state champions or anything like that, but I still had that, the athlete in me that I could try something new. And it brought life to me in that season, something new and new friends and um, working on a new skill. So that was a much needed change in my life at that point. All along, growing up with an older sister who her gifts and talents were, was in singing. Like she had, she has this amazing, beautiful voice and the community loved her and she always got the leads and everything. Um, but I too grew up in the theater with my mom being a director. Every time after practice, I would go into the auditorium and finish watching rehearsals and all of that. And there was a love for the arts mm. as well that uh, my favorite was Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes. And I always <laughs> wanted to be Alice in <laughs> and dance with Gideon. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Um, so the high school did that one year and I would just pretend that I was her. And <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. So I always had that in the back of my mind that I loved it too. But I was the athlete and my sister was the performer and singer. When I was playing softball and soccer, I just happened to have an extra season that I could <laughs> audition for the musical. And it did not come easy to me. I was terrified to sing in front of anyone. I, it just was not natural like swimming was. It wasn't like my sister. And I, I lived under her shadow. And so it was, it was harder for me. I had a lot of fear and anxiety, but I, I did it. And I made it into the musicals and my junior and senior year, sophomore year, I didn't. And, you know, that was that was really hard for me because my sister got in her freshman year. But I kept choosing. I do really like this. I want to try. I want to. And my mom encouraged me over and over again to keep to keep pursuing the things that are in my heart that I love. And eventually I got in and, and I loved it. And then my senior year of college, um, I decided, okay, I want to try the musical and be in choir. And I took a stage makeup class and got in. We did Oklahoma that year and my sister was the lead, but I was one of the the girls in Oklahoma and I just loved it. I absolutely just loved what I was doing. And the stage makeup class actually launched me into my career right now as a makeup artist. And from there, um, I pursued makeup but then I got a job in a small boutique on Saturday mornings and that opened up weddings and and I had no clue that that was where I was going to go with my life I thought I was going to do education or nursing but that one class was like could I make a career out of this and it was like yes you can it was just like the little yeses in my life that opened up doors but then also being in the musical opened up a door for me to uh, be an, an, in the administrative role at a regional theater. 
in Napanee, Indiana called the Round Barn Theater. My sister, that's where she went after college, uh, pursuing her dream in acting and all that. And they needed someone in in that role. And she's like, "Do you are you interested in this? And um, I was offered a te- early childhood preschool teaching job or this job. And this job significantly paid less, but it was like, I don't think I want to be in the classroom. I really mm. love, I love theater. So I jumped into that. And from there, like it opened up door after door after door where I got experience in acting, in managing, in directing, in choreography. And I just kept saying yes to these many different avenues. And I wasn't the the best at it, but being around others that that were just jumping in, that they were willing to just put themselves out there. And that's what you have to do in the theater world. Uh, you have to set, figure out things that set yourself apart. And seeing how they pursued their career and the doors that opened to me just opened up so many avenues for me that later on has formed my character in in not being like, oh, that's too hard. That I, Yeah, I can't do that. That's not something I want to do. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I could. I like that perspective. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder if I could. Yeah. Instead of immediately shutting the door yeah. on something. Yep. It's way easier to say no and turn away, but what could be on the other side of that door? Right. Mm-hmm. How has that experience from having an amazing coach and from seeking these opportunities and seeing other people pursue their dreams and passions and putting themselves out there and saying maybe or yes to something instead of an immediate no, how has that translated into your homeschooling? So with my, with homeschooling, I, I, as you've heard, I didn't grow up homeschooling. I was in the public school and uh, my wonderful friends here that I'm sitting <laughs> with, um, I saw their, what helped me make that decision um, is seeing how they pursued it, how their kids were, what opened up family, what opportunities it had. And that gave me a glimpse of, hmm, this is something different. I think I want to try this. When I said yes, I'm like, I'm going to give it a year at a time. I kept living by that motto. Like, I'm I'm not locked in for the rest of my life. But each year I pray about it and what direction are we supposed to go? So for me personally, each year hearing yes, keep going, and seeing the building blocks that were happening has led me into how I am helping my boys understand the importance of their schedule, what they're doing, how they flow through their day, the things that they want to be involved in, and the where they're coming up against something hard that they're not used to, or it's not comfortable. Our motto is we do hard things, that we don't just stop. We aren't going to see what's on the other side if we don't keep pursuing, If whether it's in math, whether it's in science, whether it's getting up in the morning just because we don't want to, but we need to 
keep building on each thing, um, on each subject and taking personal responsibility and where that is going to lead. The effort that you put in right now is going to lead you into what what could be in the future, that we're not asking you to take these huge leaps in one day or in a short amount of time. It's each time you say yes to a hard thing or something uncomfortable that builds on to the next step, to the next step that's building a foundation that you're going to be down the road here and you look back and you're like, wow, I started here and look where I am now. Today's episode is sponsored by Lighthouse Center for the Arts, a Christian nonprofit that exists to train, disciple, and release students to use their creative gifts to honor God. Co-founded in the summer of 2022 by Nicole Anderson and Kristen Taylor, who had a vision to see God glorified through the creative arts. Lighthouse Center for the Arts holds weekly classes and summer camps that include a variety of learning opportunities in music, drama, dance, and instruments. Each semester and camp finishes with an amazing production. To learn more, go to lighthousecfa.org. Okay, going back to your teens and like helping them to see their own natural abilities, but also providing opportunities, but also the push mm-hmm. to pursue. Because I've heard you push Colin a bit and Morgan. Mm-hmm. And Morgan also lives in the shadow of Big Brother. Right. The, yeah, the revelations that God has given me, I absolutely use with them. Because I am aware. I'm aware what's happening with them. And... The awakening for myself when I pursued the theater and I was able to see how I was so different than my sister, but there was still a place in the same arena, especially like I knew comedy was my thing and most people would not. I haven't had an an opportunity up here to be in a comedic role, but if I could, you would be like, that really hurt because <laughs> there's just something that comes out of me when I when I pursue those but anyway yeah with Morgan like he knows I'm I am to pursue violin and Colin knows whatever instrument he picks up he, <laughs> he learns yeah. and sings and we could clarify you have two boys five years apart in age mm-hmm. that's already a massive thing because mm-hmm. your oldest is so far ahead developmentally than your youngest, but they have a really beautiful relationship. They do. Yeah, Morgan is constantly trying to compare him, but bringing him back to, Morgan, you're unique. The way that you are created, I see that you're gravitating and want to be like brother, and you are, you're doing hard things to get there, but you're okay. Where are you supposed to be? And learn, learn things from your brother, but you have a unique call on your life. How how did you help him clarify his call? Mm, that's interesting. Just this last week or a couple weeks, he had joined the my music drama dance class. He was in it last semester, and then he joined again this, and he was just not really, he wanted a friend. He just wasn't clicking, and 
then one day in the car he's like you know what mom I am not supposed to be a part of music drama dance at this point I I just know I'm supposed to pursue violin right now and it may not be my thing I'm gonna try soccer and but he had that own understanding within him that this is just not something I want to pursue at this time and he was okay even though his brother does all of that and he realized he didn't need to push himself at this point and um so it is helping each child hear the voice of god really know how they were created they can try different things but if they're just like mm, god's not really leading me in this direction and and it wasn't out of a place of fear like oh this is i have too much fear and anxiety because that can be a hindrance where you're still supposed to walk through that door even if you have fear and anxiety uh and specifically in the arts like getting up in front of a lot of people takes a lot of guts and even the person that's been on the stage for years and years and years in front of people they still have to walk through that fear and anxiety of people judging them or whatever comes at them but um knowing what they are up against and where they're what where they're supposed to be so keep training them up in hearing god and what is going on in their heart is the most crucial part of training up your child to know what their passions and dreams are it seems like you've really made a family culture of that because for him to just be able to say hey mom the class you're doing i'm not going to do it anymore and you accepted it like that just really shows a lot of openness and grace to pursue different things and to disagree almost not that you were disagreeing but it was like hey buddy you can have a passion that's different from mine yes. i'm not trying to make you into mini me no or anything like that i am open to hear what you have to say and to help you go for it like that's a whole family culture to develop it mm -hmm. is and sometimes i see families putting their kids in activities and no matter what come hell or high water you're completing this you're doing this and i can understand making your kids or encouraging them or pushing them no you need to persevere a bit more mm -hmm. because you recognize there's something in them and there's a delicate balance between yeah. that and you're doing it no matter what and the parents not listening to the child in their heart you know, then there's that other side of not forcing or not making their children try anything. Mm -hmm. That's a really good balance to make to be in that place of where you're hearing your children, you're hearing their heart, their passions, their interest, but yet you know when to push them to give a little bit more. Yes. How does that work practically in your household? when the push needs to happen or when the grace needs to happen. How do you walk that out? It is definitely a fine line. There is a lot of prayer that goes into it and I watch the child. Like if we, we sign up for soccer first, like I look at the overall schedule 
is it going to fit within what our priorities we put god first where are we involved church-wise um with meeting with other believers fill that in and then school and then extra activities where how is that going to fit in so um we keep our priorities our priorities and the cool thing about what we're doing um at lighthouse is we are doing this as a family the two kids and myself and i've always wanted to be involved in what they were doing and knowing that we do have an arts background with my passions and my sons and which has opened doors for my younger son to partake in it has allowed you know for family dad does um he built a manger for us and is involved in different ways so it is a family effort um so that has an impact you know two different you know extracurricular plus allowing family time and this has led into a, a body of believers that they've established really cool wonderful friendships that um, that honor God. So the schedule is important, but then also reading the child. Like if we're in, we've paid for something and um, they've started it, we generally, you need to finish this season and then we pray about it. And if you are going to finish it, if it is causing so much you know, you start it and it's causing so much harm or emotional um, breakdown or something comes up that your family, it's just not the right timing, then I pray about that and I could pull the child from their extracurricular activity. But if it's just a matter of like, I'm not good at this, I don't, I'm, I don't want to keep doing this, this is too hard. I always stand on the principle you need to keep keep going keep going and we've committed to this season you you need to keep pushing through there's something much greater when you push through this uncomfortable hard thing um and you will see what's what's on the inside and whether you gain better skill or something character wise there's something to be learned in this process and each each child, each person processes at a different speed and different things in their life. You just have to trust that God is pursuing them. God is after them. He will continually put the, put things in their path that they can make a choice if they're going to overcome or if they're going to slink back. But he will constantly be doing that. And when they're when they're ready and they see it, maturity wise or whatever they they will move forward they will make the yes there's so much hope in entrusting our kids mm -hmm. to his kingdom purposes and to his heart because you know as parents we worry so much about the gaps we're leaving behind and we haven't done this enough or whatever or we focus too heavily here and i should have built up the kid there but they have a whole life once they leave our homes mm -hmm. And they have opportunities that they can they can work those out with the Lord and themselves. Amen. Amen. <laughs> How have you established habits or disciplines um, to benefit 
those goals and dreams to help your kids pursue their goals and dreams and who God has created them. Because there's, I think sometimes we think, oh, it's just going to be this serendipitous thing and it's just going to fall in my lap. But there's an aspect of working it out and Mm -hmm. yeah, doing the hard work. Mm -hmm. So time and time, the most precious thing. Yeah. How have you established those habits in your home? So we do, um, once we've made, we've established what um, they want to pursue and we break it down on what, what time commitment is it going to be and not just whether it's the lesson or the practice, but yes, at home, what are you going to be doing outside of that time? Because it's very minimal, you know, whether it's a soccer practice or piano lesson like that in itself takes time to build that that skill so when we make a commitment we map that out I map it out and I present it to what needs to happen and I actually fit that into uh, the boys school or like afternoon activities because of where Colin is going with his music in many different veins. He does piano, he does guitar, he does voice lessons, he wants to do drums, like he has a passion. He he has a goal of wanting to write music and lay the tracks and all of these. So he himself has established what he wants. And so I come back to him, I'm like, what are the things that you need to know to be able to to have a result, to have an end of what you want to to do. And so he tells me, you know, I want to do these different lessons with different people. And then we start working, okay, well, in your, in your schedule during school, this is how much time for piano, set a timer. You're going to stick with it. You're going to play through your lessons. You're going to he likes to do improv like he'll just sit down and write something and it's very important to him that he has that time that it's not just out of the piano box books because to him that is really really hard if he sits down and just starts playing something he loves that gives him the next like okay i can do i can do this hard thing i can get my nose in the book and plunk out the notes that are written do something that is not what comes natural to me that helps him get through that but he knows he needs to accomplish that so we have that time set aside on specific days I have a schedule written out that him and I have both agreed to it's important that they know what's required of them so they can be held accountable um, for pursuing that so little increments at a time and as they get older it's longer and yeah, that's how we're establishing habits in our home. One 15-minute or 30-minute time block at a time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Over the course of years, like, how much time is that compared right. to, oh, maybe maybe I sat down and decided to play for an hour this week, but it had been, it's been three weeks. Like, you don't, you don't get anywhere very fast doing it that way, but if little increments at a time... 
like again it's a building block you started here and you're consistent and it your body just naturally okay this is the time that i need to do this and it just becomes part of your life it's like the james clear atomic habits book where he talks about giving yourself um an, an atmosphere that's conducive to establishing your goals mm-hmm that you've done that. You've set time apart for them. Mm-hmm. At, this is when we, this is when we study piano and this is when you have time to do whatever so that we can do all the things. Like we have to be so intentional with our time. Absolutely. And I, I do see that as your family culture too, that you guys are really intentional with your time. You have downtime. Yes. You, you pursue things outside of the home, but you have really made it a, a focus to have that school time at home every day. Absolutely. It's really good. Yes. Thank you for joining us for part one of the pursuit of dreams and passions with Kristen Taylor. Join us next week for part two. And as always, please contact me at hthspodcast at gmail.com. If you need any encouragement, support, or prayer, on your homeschooling journey.